This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So check out theropetrainer.com today. Uh, again, I want to thank my friends Earl Perrin, Chris Vernon, and of course, uh, the Hall of Famer John Smoltz for their continued support of Youth Baseball Talk. Uh, really encouraged by all the great things they're doing for all the young arms and, and older arms all across this great country of ours, now all across the world as they keep expanding, as, as you're finding more and more rope trainers and bullpens all over the world. And I knew that was Earl's vision when he first started, and he's a great guy, and I appreciate everything they do for us here at Youth Baseball Talk. So, again, check out theropetrainer.com. Um, real excited about this week's show. We kind of are uh, – I've been talking a little bit about preparation and things for all of our, our young teams out there, older teams alike, as they prepare for the season. Uh, fully aware that um, uh, not everybody's in the Midwest, so some teams have been rolling for quite a while now. But uh, you know, the majority of the teams, the season's kind of getting rolling now. Our college, our friends in college, have been going at it now for at least a week or so. High schools revving up. So, you know, to me and to most of the people I know, baseball season's kind of rolling. You know, spring training's going on. We're watching games on TV. So, for all the baseball people out there, they're getting their fill right now, and it's 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 awesome. So. Um, been talking a little bit about preparation, things like that. We just did a lot of stuff on the off season. Uh, most of you guys hear me talk a lot about, uh, my, I use my own sons as the, a lot of the Guinea pig type discussions for the show. Cause you know, I don't like talking about other people's kids. I figure I might as well talk about my own knuckleheads. Um, and you guys have heard me talk a lot about, uh, the, the fortunate people they've been around in the game of baseball, whether that be. You know, the high school coach who I think a lot of that, that, that we have here in town. Uh, and then the wonderful people that I've met throughout the game of baseball, including uh, the people within the St. Louis Pirates organization. So I'm going to have an opportunity here shortly to talk to one of the guys that I've been impressed with since the day I met him. Uh, not only as a trainer, but as a friend. I just he's a, he's a fun guy, great guy. He's a baseball guy. And that's what I, I love my kids being around baseball guys because I want them to get that atmosphere. So... I'm real excited about my guest today, and, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to remind everybody to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. You can do multiple things at our website. You can, and some of you probably are, listening to the show through the website. You can do that. Uh, the big thing that uh, you can do through the website is if you're new to Youth Baseball Talk, and let's face it, we have new people joining us every day as your kids find uh, baseball to be a part of their life, and then you find us. We have people going back and listen to the first show I ever did almost four years ago, which is awesome, and we appreciate it greatly. So you can kind of binge listen and go back and listen to some of the great guests that we've had on this show. Every, you know, We've had professional baseball players, some of the most influential trainers in the country, some of the greatest products and things of that nature. It's just We've had some great shows, so I would encourage you, if you're new, to go back and kind of find some that might fit some of the questions you may have. You can also subscribe to the podcast, which is completely free. Uh, you'll get a quick notification on your device letting you know the show's been released, and you can listen to it at your leisure. Uh, the other thing you can do at the at the website there that really helps us is you can do your Amazon shopping through the website. A lot of people are shopping with Amazon. as you know, If you watch the news, this guy that owns it is a gazillionaire. 
So most of you are doing shopping through Amazon. If you would do it through our website, we get a very small referral, which helps us with production costs. We would greatly appreciate it. On your mobile device, you just scroll all the way down. On your computer, you'll see it down to your right. Once you click it, you're done with us. It costs you nothing. Like I said, we get a very small referral. We love social media. We love to know what the people are thinking. So please follow us on Twitter. We are at Podcast Baseball. If you follow us on Twitter and you're involved in the game of baseball, we are going to follow you back. We're not interested in having 10,000 followers and only following 100 people. I want to follow thousands of people because I want to know what you're thinking and what topics you want us to discuss. So, again, find us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Same thing goes for uh, Facebook. That's our big ask of you. Find us on Facebook. Simply type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our Facebook page. You're not done. Click invite your friends, go through your friends list. Anybody that you have in your life, and it's probably a lot of people if you're knee-deep in this like we are, that are involved in this wonderful game of baseball, invite them to like the page as well. We'd love them to have a part of the discussion and uh, to go along with everyone else. Find us on Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk, lineupmedia.fm. So proud to be a part of their network. Fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Soon to be released, the newest internet radio station, Yo Radio. You're going to love it. Uh, you can check out more at lineupmedia.fm. My producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen, thank you for everything you guys do behind the scenes. Okay, let's get to it. Again, um, I want to get to this guest. Uh, we've been talking a lot about preparation. I watched my son, my middle son, go through uh, quite a bit of different training. This Now, I know things evolve, right? And I talk a lot about trial and error and finding things and research and doing all this. Uh, we talk a lot about the influential people within the game of baseball that are making these strides based on research, based on training methods, based on people. And they'll even tell you, uh, people that are a whole lot smarter than them that are showing them the hows and whys, and then they implement the baseball portion of it. And the next thing you know, you've got things that kids and young athletes are doing to make themselves better players, better athletes, better all-around uh, kids when it comes to the athleticism that should be involved in the game of baseball that sometimes we don't think enough of. Um, this gentleman is a is the pitching coordinator for what I believe to be you know the, the best program here in, in St. Louis and one of the better programs in the country. So let me welcome in uh, my friend and soon to be your friend Brett Huber from the St. Louis Pirates. What's going on, Brett? How are we doing, Jim? How are you doing today? Good. Uh, I want to tell. I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. I, I'm going to give them a quick thing. Um, let me tell you something. Brett is for those that that are familiar with with the name. Brett is uh, a former pitcher from Old Miss, which is a, a big time baseball school in the SEC. So everybody's familiar with Old Miss. It's one of the best. It's one of the best baseball programs in the country, but it's also one of the most fun. The atmosphere is unbelievable. I mean, obviously everybody loves it down there. But uh, it's obviously a very quality and high-level program, and Brett is the career saves leader at Ole Miss, which is a very pre prestigious thing to, uh, title to have. He's also third all-time in the SEC on career saves. So a couple pretty uh, high bars he has set there. But I'm going to let you let him tell uh, you a little bit about himself, and then uh, I'm going to drill him with some questions uh, for you guys to learn a little bit more about what Brett's doing now with his young pitcher. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Brett, kind of how you got started in baseball and kind of how you've gotten to where you're at now. No, oh, absolutely. Um, I think uh, way back in the day, probably about eighth grade is kind of when I started to realize I was uh, an above average baseball player. Um, you know, I got to high school, did well. I think my freshman year I played varsity, did a few innings. Um, but the summer – um, going into my sophomore year, you know, I was playing Legion ball and Rick Strickland is, uh, is actually who my boss is right now. Um, 
was at one of my games, um, saw me play and, you know, invited me to come over and play for the St. Louis Pirates at the time. So that was kind of exciting. Um, I knew that uh, at that time, travel ball was kind of starting to get a little popular. So I wanted to be a part of that. And I knew a few guys like Jake Odorizzi um, from Illinois and Otto Roberts as well that, you know, decided to go over with me and had a great time with Rick, um, you know, did the travel ball, um, ended up going to Ole Miss, loved it down there. Like you said, uh, had some great achievements down there where I was down there and absolutely one of the best places to play college baseball. Um, and I got to uh, play for one of the best coaches in college baseball, too, named Mike Bianco. Um, got done there, got to play a little few years in Detroit Tigers, um, got drafted after my senior year. Enjoyed that as well, played for about two years, uh, but I decided to give it up. Uh, and then I came back, worked for Rick Strickland, um, did uh, some pitching coordinator, which is what I do now with him. Um, had some success with that as well. Coached two teams uh, both summers, um, guys like Jordan McFarland, Jay Kostashak, Joey Pollock, um, DJ Miller, Blake Charlton, you know, a lot of, a lot of high-talent guys. I want to say there's about six or seven guys that went to SEC in that, on that team. And they got the job down at Ole Miss as director of operations, uh, Got to work for Mike Bianco, like I said, one of the best coaches in the country. Hands down, he's in his 18th season at Ole Miss. Um, and, you know, he learned from one of the best, Skip Berkman. So, my life's been full of baseball. Um, I've got to be around people like Rick Strickland and Mike Bianco, who, you know, they, they know so much about the game. And it's uh, it's really rubbed off on me. Rick, you know, sent me to places like uh, getting to know Lance Wheeler um, with the core velocity belt and obviously Kyle Bodie as well, driveline baseball. So, to have this experience in the last seven years of my life, it's, it's been pretty crazy. I've learned a lot, and, you know, I plan to keep on learning. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, if people Google you, they'll see you. You look the part. I mean, you look like a closer. I mean, you're you're put together pretty good. You're built like that. Um, but what I'm interested in for our listeners to hear is, you know, how old are you, Brett? I am 27 years old. I turned 28 this month in March. So you're really – so you're you're still a young guy. But just in the yeah. small amount of time from when you got involved in travel ball to what you're doing now, I mean, are you amazed at the things you're doing now versus just when you were in it? You know what? We're talking 15 years ago? Oh, 100%. Total 360. Total 360. And that, you know, a lot of people, and, you know, I, I heard you discuss earlier about, you know, your son Logan and watching him do something totally different this year in the training part. Um, I mean, just, just speaking of that, when I played, I mean, the big thing was, hey, we're going to put as much weight on the bar as we can. We're going to lift. We're going to get big. And it's funny. I still have a lot of parents. I have a lot of kids still asking me about that. And today's game, I, I think you do need to be strong. I think there are certain lifts that you need to be doing. Um, but I think today's game, you know, as you know, you look at the research and how our winner went as well, watching our athletes grow and develop, I, I think the biggest thing now is being able to move. So I don't know how much of the heavy weight is really still going to be going around. Talk about that change um, for you guys as a program. I, I watched it firsthand, and i got to tell you, and, and I'm going to be as honest as I can be with you, and I'm a guy that considers myself knee-deep in it and minorly knowledgeable, okay, and when I saw yep. what you guys were doing, I was watching them do some things, and I'm going, "What? What are they doing?" I mean, you know, they're they're they got their socks and shoes off, and they're on these things with a ball on the bottom, and they got these ski poles, and they're doing circle. I, I, and then they're on the balls, and and they're they're doing these twists and turns and body. I mean, what in essence? How can you describe what you guys were doing with them? Is it is there a way for you to describe the ultimate goal of what this this that I, I guess? And, and I know it was about how the body moves and their athleticism and things like that. Can you talk about what the goal was? 
Well, I, I mean, obviously the goal is, like I just said, is we wanted the athletes to move better. But I think what, you know, like we, like we said, the research, the screens that we do on guys, we do screens, see how they can move, what they pass, what they fail. Um, we like to give them exercises at home. We do stretches at home with them as well um, that they can do in their own time. Uh, but we're seeing, you know, Rick Strickland, you know, his facility has a lot of minor league and major league guys come through the facility. And we test these guys, and a lot of those guys that are at the high-level, you know, competition, high-level athletes, um, all these guys are passing, a, like, these, these tests, these screens. And we're seeing that all of them can move way better than a lot of our high school athletes can, and a lot of athletes probably in college baseball as well. So we decided to step outside of the box. Um, Rick is obviously one of the great, greatest researchers I've been around. He's always learning. He wants to learn. And, you know, we found a lot of workouts that we wanted to implement in our training this offseason. Um, and, and what it did for me as a pitching instructor, I had guys that couldn't move as well. You know, we, we were trying to teach them a few things on how to move down the mound, how to move to become an efficient thrower. Um, and they're doing these stretches, they're doing these core exercises, they're doing the stuff on the ball, doing the stuff with ankle mobility, door deflection. At the end of four months, when I'm asking this guy to do some things that we couldn't do earlier in the winter, he's, he's able to do them. And obviously it shows in the way he can move and, his, and it obviously shows in his velocity that goes up. And obviously from a standpoint from a hitter too, watching guys, even watching guys in the minor leagues that came to our facility early in the offseason, um, guys that were hitting with Rick, doing these exercises, doing these stretches on their own. Watching them swing at the end of the winter when, I mean, they're starting off, you know, in the low 90s on exit velo, and by the time they're leaving, you know, they're popping out at 105 exit velo in batting practice, averaging 100 miles an hour. And that's just because they're moving better and they can understand the swing better. How do you describe this to the guy or the coach or the trainer or the parent that, that gives you that old school, well, you know, I just, you know we're going to go in the gym, we're going to lift some weights, we're going to get bigger, stronger, faster that way. I mean, how do you – how do you, how do you like? I guess for the average person out there who thinks, well, I mean, that's what we did. How do you how do you make them understand the importance of something like this? Because I, I I see the look on your guys' face, and you get a lot of parents that roll through there, and they're like, "What are we doing?" So how do you? What's the best way to explain to somebody? I know you think you know what you know, but you don't know. So how do you how do you do that? Well, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree as well. Obviously, we believe in a way right now that we're teaching, um, but it, it's hard to disagree because what they have been doing in the past has worked. Guys have gotten stronger, guys have gotten bigger, they got faster. But I think the injury risk was obviously higher, um, and obviously you see now this off season a lot of guys were healthy, um, especially with the swing, with the throw. Um, and I think you can look at that aspect of things, but. Also, in the time of winter training, we also do a lot of tests, too, and seeing the guys' scores go up or seeing them pass certain things, we're having feedback to give the parents, to give the kids, to show them that what we're teaching them is working. You know, I watched, uh, and again, I only, I only, and I know you're familiar with my son. I, you're one of his favorites. But, you know, I watched him this summer or this winter, and, you know, he got, like, he didn't do the traditional weightlifting. It was all purpose type exercise and he's gotten stronger and he's gotten thicker and he moves better and you know you could see it so I became a believer not that I was never a believer I mean obviously you guys can do whatever but um, well, it makes you scratch your head it makes you scratch your head I totally understand we totally understand that you know so that's I mean, our job yeah nation out there so you know interestingly enough you know when you watch them for all the kids that are out there 
it correlates into, you know, how it relates to the season. So, like, you do this stuff. You guys have a plan. So, you know, and the majority of your athletes um, in your program leave at the end of February, and then you don't see them until June. Is that right? Absolutely correct. So are you feeling – do you have that, like, we're preparing them for that high school season? Now – for most of these guys, they're going to try to use what you've taught them and and let it help them become the player they are in high school. Um, for yeah. you, you are the pitching coordinator. What are you seeing out of your guys as a result as you send them away from doing this in the offseason? Uh, I think just obviously, you know, preparing the right way. Um, we go through a lot of stuff from a standpoint of, I mean, I know the first two weeks we didn't even throw of our 14-week program. Uh, but what we do is, you know, we train our guys to, to be able to go into the high school season and be ready for that 35-40 pitch bullpen. Um, you know, obviously, arm care is extremely important to us, as well as the uh, recovery. Um, the recovery is obviously more important to us as well, um, just to keep our, our guys healthy. Um, and a lot of them were very successful this year, this winter, um, very proud of the way our athletes came in and got to work every day. I mean, it was, it was special. And like, like you said, I'm a very high energy guy. I might not sound like it right now on the phone, but um, you know, when I'm around those guys, when, when we're around the game, we, we love what we do. And it's been a special off season, but to get them ready for high school season, they, I, I can tell the last month, they, they start getting super excited about it. Start getting back to that team atmosphere. And that, that's enjoyable as an instructor as well. Cause you know, it brings more energy. They get excited for something and you get excited with them. You want to be a part of that journey with them. But uh, the biggest thing for us is arm care and just having them healthy and having them as, as well prepared as possible for when they walk into that first day of practice, which was this Monday. So hopefully everybody did well during their tryouts. And obviously this uh, this spring, I'd like to go out and see a lot of our guys, you know, play. Um, so it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Now I know that I was in. I was going to ask you about that. You and I had a conversation about a month ago, and you were excited because you guys said you guys were really going to start one of the, your new roles with the St. Louis Pirates was you were going to really kind of travel around and watch the guys in spring so that you were better prepared to help them in the summer, whether it be from a recruiting standpoint, an improvement standpoint, where do they belong standpoint. Um, you guys do a lot of that when it comes to the athlete. And for me, you know, having a one son that, that kind of went through the program, but the other one is full bore in the program – that's the thing that I've liked the most is that when you find something you're comfortable with, you guys are kind of a start-to-finish thing. So, well, we've watched my middle son continue his growth through the program. You know, he's only he's not even halfway through this journey yet. Some of the guys that you have are approaching that end game of their ultimate goal, which is to play in college. So as you move into yep. the summer, like obviously you'll follow these guys. But now when you get into the summer with these guys, things are a little bit different for you guys in, in, in how you treat – summer, whatever, I mean, there's 85 different words for it, select, travel, whatever you want to call it. You can call it whatever you want, but for you guys, it's about development and it's about helping the athlete get where they want to go. So how will you handle these guys in the summer? And that's, like you said, that's a big reason why I want to go around the spring and watch guys, and I'm going to try to do that as much as possible. Um, Especially in the St. Louis area, I'm going to be able to see a lot of our guys play each other, so that'll help. Um, And obviously, we have a lot of guys over on the Illinois side that we want to see as well. Um, But obviously, you know, summer ball is a time when, you know, the college schools are done. So obviously, in the spring, it's hard for a lot of college schools to go and watch high school teams because, you know, they're in their practice during their season as well. Um, With that being said, I want to go watch a lot of our guys, and I'm sure some of our other coaches are going to do the same. Just we. 
we know they're going to be exposed to college scouts right away once the summer hits, once they get out there. Uh, and we have about two weeks of time to be able to practice and get ready for those tournaments, those weekend tournaments when we travel and that are, that are heavily scouted. So we want to watch them play, see what we can do to help in those two weeks um, to, to get them prepared. So going out and watching during the spring will be really helpful for us. We always talk about we want our athletes to keep growing and keep growing, and the only reason we're going to be able to help them do that is to have eyes on them. So when we have eyes on them, we're going to be able to see – you know, what we've seen in the spring that we can, we can help on and, and develop to become a better athlete and become a better baseball player for when the summer comes and those scouts are there. Um, we're going to try to prepare them as much as possible with that. You know, we can't uh, talk to a guy like yourself in a position <clears throat> that you're in without talking about that chase for velocity. Um, uh, yeah. To deny it, to deny that it's important, in my opinion, is silly. Um, I know there's a lot of people. I say this all the time. The only people that want to act like velocity is not important are the people that can't do it. And I'm just being honest. And, you know, and it's parents who have kids that don't throw hard that want to defend not throwing hard. And listen, I understand, you know, why you do it, but you can't deny it. And you can't use one example out of 100,000 guys and say, oh, see, you just can't do it. Um, We talk a lot about the chase for velocity the right way, though. Would you say that yeah. that athletic program that you guys are implementing is exactly designed for that? I can't deny the fact that it isn't. I mean, that, that is one thing that, you know, is, is highly looked at today is velocity. Um, that's how you're going to get your foot in the door, especially with some bigger programs. Um, guys that are throwing harder are obviously going to have way, uh, a lot more opportunities um, to be seen and, you know, to get looked at and obviously have more chances um, – you know, once they step on campus. Uh, so obviously, I mean, that, that, that is heavily involved in our training um, from what we do, from how the body moves. Like I said, Lance Wheeler, you know, we have the core velocity, but we also do the driveline. A lot of those things help when it comes to velocity, but 100% today's game, velocity has to be there. But I do have to say command has to be there as well. You know, I've been out in this game a lot, uh, you know, beforehand, before I got my job done at Ole Miss. Um, just talking with scouts, being in the Ole Miss, you know, meetings with the coaches, talking about kids. Uh, I've seen it. I mean, velocity will get you in the door, but if the command's not there, it's it's not going to help you. There's There's been plenty of times where I've been in games and a guy, you know, has 10 to 15 scouts there at Lake Point, and he's throwing 91, 93, and he walks three people, and all those scouts are gone. So, you know, I hear in the office as well, um, you know, they, they like them. I mean, you love seeing 93 on the board, but if you can't make pitches and get outs, it's going to be hard for you to be successful. You know, that's the thing I've always found interesting. The, the, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to have you back on again someday whenever we do the, uh, the show about, like, what happens when you get to college because I think that the, 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 the one thing that I always found interesting with people is that I think they think some kid throws 93 miles an hour and colleges are all over him and they show up and they're this darling when they get there. I don't think what they realize is when you show up at a place like Old Miss, there's all kinds of cats that are throwing 93. There's a lot of cats throwing 93 that may not have a place to play the next year. It, you better be able to pitch. It's not just throwing Absolutely. hard. But you do get, like I think you said it really well, you get a lot of opportunities because you throw hard, but sooner or later you got to get people out. 100%. Absolutely. Now, uh, you, you, step, you step on any SEC campus these days, the bullpen, everybody coming out throwing harder than 90 miles an hour, 100%, and guys topping out at 98. So you come in as a, as a middle attack guy if you're a 90, 93 guy. So you better have something special when it comes to and, I, and that's one thing that I pride myself in is I, I had a breaking ball that I could throw at any time. 
and it was a swing and miss pitch. So, I mean, it's something, as, as for me, I wasn't that guy that came out of the bullpen that was 94, 97. I was that 90, 93 guy, but I knew I had a breaking ball. So you have to, you have to have some pitch ability about yourself as well, which a lot of guys are starting to understand with the velocity. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. And, and, again, I'm not putting words in your mouth or anybody's mouth, so please help us to, to, to make sure we have this on the right page. If I'm not mistaken, that's another part of the program that you guys implemented was to be able to move better, to throw more strikes along with the velocity. Would that be accurate? Yes, 100%. And also, you know, we, we like to chart a lot of stuff that we do in there as well. So with the bullpens, um, we would chart as well for, you know, the strikes and balls, working on certain different pitches, command, that, that, that's all important and included in our, in, our, uh, in our program over the winter. You know, as you've, uh, you've helped so many kids – um, you know, you did, you spent that year at Old Miss. Um, how was that for you being, you know, you, that, that you're, you know, you were, you're, the, you're the career save leader. You're seeing guys roll in bright, you know, wide eyed like you. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. if you've ever had the pleasure and, and again, you're right, you, you don't sound like yourself today for some reason, you are about as high energy a guy as there is. And I tell you, <laughs> if anybody could watch you run a practice, it is, it should be videotaped and sold. This is how you run a yeah. practice, okay? So for you to watch these guys walk in with these wide eyes, did it, did it take you back at all to just like, I mean, this is amazing. Like I can't even remember hardly walking on campus. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fun. It, it, it's awesome. And the, the, the thing is now that that's really helping with that, Jim, is a lot of these schools are able to get these guys down in the summer before their freshman year. Um, they get them down for a semester of summer school, and they get be able, they're able to get two classes in. Um, so I'll do that, and then also part of the NCAA rule is they're allowed to do some workouts with the with the strength coach, and they're also allowed to be around the trainer as well. So these guys are coming down for a month or two and getting prepared for that first day of school, for that first day of practice. So they're not like you just said when you walked in, you're wide eyed, you're bushy tailed. That's exactly who I was my freshman year. I was like, what the heck is going on? So. It's really good uh, these days now. They're, they're kind of starting to realize, let's get these guys a little earlier, get them adjusted to the campus, you know, to the town, um, to the community, and that's really helped out a lot. You know, um, again, I'm excited to see, you know, I, I'm as, I hate to say this, but I'm as excited to see my son this year, how he plays. I mean, of course, at the end of the day, you've got you to have some success. But I'm as curious yes. as ever – I'm as curious as ever to see the change in him physically. I, and does that make sense what I'm saying? Because I know to some degree what you guys were doing was to make it so that he moved better, so that he reacted better, so that he could grow more within the game. I'm as excited for that as anything because I, I can't get away from that word development, but yet I'm I'm realizing too as he gets older and everything, sooner or later now you got to perform. It's not all development. Yeah, no. And that's one thing that we talk about a lot and that, you know, from the past experiences myself um, and, and even with our other coaches talking about it, scouts, when, you know, talking to scouts, you know, when we were younger, what we talked about, what we wanted to be like, getting them to move, we want them to look like athletes. And that's what, you know, all of our, our athletes' goals are to play college baseball and play professional baseball. So when a scout comes out and watch them, we want them to look as athletic as possible. Because you see all these write-ups now, how, you know, with the with the five tools or one of the most athletic people I've seen. I mean, when you when you see a guy move differently, it catches your eye, and that's what we want for our scouts. To, you know, to see or not our scouts, but the scouts to see from our athletes that they are athletes. 
and that, you know, they have a good feel for their body. So when we are teaching them stuff, they have a feel for, hey, I, I can really feel my right glute right here. I can really feel, you know, my hips come through. Or I can feel my chest stop or I can feel I'm really pulling down on my right hand while my swing. I mean, it, it just all depends on what you're doing. Um, and these, these movements, like you said, from a physical standpoint, we want these guys to look like athletes. And when that's the case, it's, it's really fun to watch. Um, I, I know for a fact that you've met these some of these people they're out there there are people involved in this that are very influential that do a great job that really weren't very very good players weren't great players how much mm -hmm. of a benefit do you think it is that you did play at a high level you did have success at a high level um besides the obvious and whether this is right or wrong it is real besides the obvious that people that gives you credibility besides that obvious point how much of what you're doing do you do you think it really helps that you did perform at that high level and could do what you're asking these kids to do? I, I think it's – I honestly do think it's, it is a big advantage. Um, obviously, there is a lot of people, that, you know, that might not have had the same success that are really good at what they do. Uh, but like you just said earlier, you know, in the show, just uh, about a baseball guy. And, and that's one thing that I've really – Come to know from, you know, Mike Bianco and Carl Lafferty and Mike Clement, guys that are at Ole Miss uh, coaches, that, you know, when we sit down and talk about that, that being a baseball guy and then also having all the research that we have now from the rap soda to the hit tracks to everything, and you combine those, you can really make something special. Uh, so I, I really do think it's an advantage of being in a game. Uh, also bringing that mental awareness to kids. Uh, I, I, I use that a lot in the summer. Um, from a mental approach on how to approach the game. Um, I was taught by one of the best and you know, Ken Revisa and Brian Kane about the mental game. Um, I like to retweet some of that stuff. I actually retweeted something last night with Ken Revisa, you know, talking about the breath. Um, so learning those things and being in that environment, you know, playing in front of 12,000 people, playing in the SEC, playing in minor league baseball, um, from a mental standpoint, um, I think I can really help a lot of guys out from being in that environment. And I want them to, you know, have the journey that I had as well. Um, I think the mental side of things of being in the game and being at that high level of competition really helps you influence a kid on how to approach the game one pitch at a time or, hey, um, you have to have some type of routine before every pitch to keep you locked in on the pitch. I mean, there's so many things that breath can do for you. Um, and from a mental standpoint, I think that can really help um, when I'm out there in the summer with our athletes. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And, and I've said this before. It doesn't make it right. But, you know, there there is something – to young men and women, I think, in, in all aspects of sports. It's something about when your teacher, your instructor, your trainer, your coach has done it. You just, I, I hate to say that, but you kind of get the benefit of the doubt. Now, on the flip side of that, I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't very good at what they do that people assume are good because they did it. So, you know, I say this all the time, and you've got to do your homework. I mean, don't just assume because a guy did do this that they're great and everything they do is perfect. But, you know, in the perfect storm, when you're really good at what you do, when people flock to you because of who you are, it is – I mean, and I guess this is my last question for you. So on that note then, do you feel like this is a major responsibility for somebody like you to, to make sure that you're doing it right? Oh, 100 percent. And that's what we do all day, every day. And that's that's the advantage of working with Strickland 
he's always studying the game. He's always trying to find things to make us as a program better, as us as instructors better. Um, so I take a lot of that, what we learn from him. We have a lot of companies come in, a lot of products come in that we use, um, that we like to do a lot of data on. Um, so we're data-driven as well. Danny Chambliss um, is another pitching instructor at our academy as well that works with me. That's really good with the technology stuff, and it's good to have him on our team. Uh, but I think that stuff really helps with, like you said, being a baseball guy, I, it, it's, it's hard for me to go into work and not, not be excited about what I'm about to do that day. I mean, working with the young athletes in a sport that I love, um, bringing high energy to those guys, bringing confidence to them in their game, when you mesh a lot of that stuff together and what we do and what we're learning to get better every single day, it's, it's just an unbelievable atmosphere that we can create over there at the same lot in South County. And I'm excited for the years to come. We had a lot of good talent in our program and being able to use all these resources that we have as a program, you know, in practice, you know, I run practices just like Skip Burkman did in 1990. I'll be dead honest with you. I learned the, the Mike Bianco way of the program. I mean, just the way you can run a practice, the high energy atmosphere you create, and then you also bring on all the resources that we do from a training side. It's, it's you know, just like a perfect match almost. Yeah, what's next for you guys? Like, where do you see this thing going? Or do you just um, or do you just continually evolve and just never, never, you know, give up? Just, I mean, I uh, we're going to keep evolving with the game. We want, you know, the Pirates organization, the Rick Strickland baseball brands. We want both of those to be something that's, you know, nationwide that we can help, uh, you know, around the country. We want both programs to keep growing and growing, and that's our goal right now. You know, obviously you do a great job with that. You've mentioned Rick Strickland numerous times. People on the show have heard me, and he's been a part of this show for since its in, inception, really. Um, I, are you amazed at the things that this guy does in a hitting cage? I mean, I, I, I tell people all the time, I mean, when I, ro- when I roll up over there and Andrew Benatendi and Carson Kelly and Matt Adams and these guys are all in the same cage doing the same things that my 14-year-old son are doing, it amazes me. I mean, I, you really feel like we're getting the best. I mean, it is amazing to watch the stuff that he does in a cage. Uh, it's, uh, he's the best in the Midwest. And, you know, I, I, I believe personally he's one of the best in the country. Um, and that's a big reason why I came back and worked for, I've had a relationship with Rick Strickland since I was about 16 years old. Uh, like I said, he found me over in Belva, Illinois. Uh, and, you know, I came over, I played for him in the fall. And the next thing I knew I had a best friend pass away. Um, right before the summer um, of my my junior year, at that time was like the summer to get recruited. Nowadays, it's a lot younger. Um, you know, it was a really tough time in my life. And he honestly he called my mom and he took care of me all summer because my parents weren't able to travel, so he took care of me. And we kind of created a relationship from there that you know I never lost with him. And that's that's who he is. He creates a relationship with all of his kids, um, and that's something hard to find in the travel ball organization. Um, he, he cares about what he does. He, he appreciates what he does. He has a love, a passion for what he does. And it's, it's taught me how to teach as well. It's taught me how, how to play the game when I did play. And there's no doubt about it, watching these guys come in and hit with them, he shows that passion. And, and the passion obviously shows because of the information that he's taking in from all the resources outside to help these guys, you know, benefit from their swing and benefit from being a better baseball player and I mean I shoot I this summer coming back I think I you know had conversations with about eight guys and I know that are in the minor leagues that decided to come up this winter and hit with them and, and they leave and they're all coming back they said it's one of the best opportunities they've had in a while and they want to keep learning from them so I can't say enough about Rick Strickland and what he does you know it amazes me every day I get to walk in and watch him work walk with those big league guys with those minor league guys even our high school guys and 
you know, watch their swings change, watch them become better athletes and become better baseball players. And, you know, I can't thank him enough for what he's done for me in my life for the last 12 years. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys got something really special going on over there. It's pretty evident. You guys send, you know, it, it's not all about D1 baseball. It's not all about getting drafted. I say that all the time. You can get, you know, you guys care about the, and I hate to say this, you know, if you've got a couple hundred kids in your program, you know, you care just as much about number 200 as you do number one. And that's life. I mean, people can say, well, you know, no, there's a number one kid in the program. There's a number 200. That's life. Get used to it. If you want to get better, just keep yeah. working. But you guys don't take that tact with them. I, You know, you spend just as much time with the guy that, you know, has, you know, that might look when he first gets there. And that's been – I'm getting ready to say this. The guy that when he first gets there looks like he has no business being there. You guys spend just as much time with him as you do with the guy that's preparing for the draft. And that yeah. is what impressed me from the beginning. And I will say this. You, and, again, I'm not dogging on him whatsoever, okay, not at all. I was there the day D.J. Miller walked in to, to meet Rick and watched, mm -hmm. and watched him. And I know you know yeah. D.J. very well. To know that yeah. he wound up at Old Miss is an unbelievable testament to the amount of time, energy, and effort and knowledge that you guys have as a whole. Because this Absolutely. was a kid that had talent but had no idea how to play baseball, how to play it the right way, how to swing it, how to do anything. And really, it, it is a testament to the programs when they take guys and can get the maximum effort, ability, energy, everything out of them. And at the end of the day, that's what we should want for our kids, folks. And that's the reason I wanted to have you on here today, because I think that's one of your strengths and you really didn't even bring it up because you won't. That's not who you are. But at the end, that's what you do really well. You get the maximum amount of ability out of somebody because of who you are, how you approach it. And your commitment level to that person. So, you know, I just think you're really good at what you do, and I appreciate you coming on today. I really do. Well, I can't thank you enough for the kind words, and, you know, it's been great, and I appreciate you having me on the show. I'd love to be back anytime. Just let me know. But, uh, no, I appreciate the kind words, and, and I'm excited for, for the Pirate organization, Rick Strickland Baseball moving forward. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see where this thing goes. Like I said, I – you know, I feel very fortunate that my, my son is involved and is a part of what you guys do on a weekly basis, and he loves being there. He wouldn't be anywhere else. And, you know, the truth of the matter is he's, you know, I don't know what he's going to be. I mean, he's 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 not – I mean, you, you have to be realistic. He's not going to be a draft kid. He's not going to be a probably a top Division one kid. But he wants to be the best player he can be. You know what I mean? I don't Absolutely. Know, I don't know what that looks like for anybody else, but I know this. My son wants to be the best player he can be and wants to play baseball somewhere. And I'm pretty confident that with what you guys are doing, you're going to help him achieve his goal. Now, again, I tell people this all the time. There's a lot more that goes into this than that. I mean, grades are important. Um, who you are as a Absolutely. person, what you want are hey. all important things. And I, and I think we got to have you back on again to talk about that because I know – you've become real heavy in that process because your time at Ole Miss, your 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 history, your things like that, and now you're doing more of that. Uh, I want to get you back on sometime to talk about the recruitment process because I think in the end, and I think you could probably say this before you go, you might agree with me, I don't think people have the first clue how it really works. No, they do not. <laughs> no, they do not. Well, it's a small circle. It does, but uh, but no, it's uh, it's a roller coaster ride for some people. Sometimes it you know it, it happens differently for everybody. You just have to prepare yourself the right way for it. Well, like I said, I think um, I think that'd be another good show that I'd love to have you on. I've have this vision in my head to do a roundtable with all you guys because of how deep you you are involved in it, and 
I, I wanted I want to do it and dispel the myths. I want to call you know the tr- the myth versus truth when it comes to college recruiting. I think you guys could definitely uh, dispel some some rumors. You guys could probably tell us some truths, and you could probably confirm or deny some myths. That would be a good one, I think. <laughs> Yes, it would. It would. I'd be happy to be back on that show. That'd be a good time. If people want to learn more about Rick Strickland baseball, St. Louis Pirates baseball, Brett Huber, where do they? Where do they? Where can they go? Like, can they follow you on Twitter? Can they follow you? Know, do you guys have yeah, Facebook? Absolutely. Tell our listeners all, how they can learn more about you guys. Twitter. All all of us have Twitter. Um, you can find me at b underscore h u b e thirty eight. Rick Strickland is obviously on Twitter as well, and so is the St. Louis Pirates organization. And then also Danny Chambles and Ryan Huck, who work at our facility as well. We all do have Twitter. We do have the Facebook page with the St. Louis Pirates. Um, so go ahead and check that out as well. And then we also have Rick Strickland Baseball. It's a website and then also a St. Louis Pirates website. Um, so we, we're out there, and make sure you guys check us out. Well, I appreciate you. Um, I, I, without question, am looking forward to seeing the progress. And there's so many kids over there. You know, you almost become family, and, you know, you pull for all these kids. And I know that you, you know, you're like that. I'm not going to call you a proud dad just yet. You're you're kind of young for that, but uh, proud coach, proud trainer. We'll we'll say that. Sound good? Absolutely. No, like you said, it's it's all about the atmosphere you create, and you know we want the guys to be as confident as possible. And you know it's it's atmosphere we create. Like you said, it's a big family, and we want everybody to feel like they belong and they do. So it's it's fun. Well, I appreciate you, my man. We'll talk soon. I guess I'll uh, uh, I'll see you over here. I'm sure at some juncture watching uh, watching our team. Yep. We've got some kids. I'll be on. over in. Arizona Tigers, I'll be coming to watch this spring. Well, we appreciate you, Brett. Thanks for everything you do, and thanks for being on Youth Baseball Talk. All right, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. All right, that is Brett Huber, my friend and now yours. Um, again, pitching coordinator for the St. Louis Pirates uh, baseball organization. He's got an unbelievable history in the game of baseball. And, again, um, you know, I say this all the time. Sometimes, sometimes baseball players, they look different. They act different. I mean, if you just get around this guy – you would talk to him for about 30 minutes and say, man, I bet he was a closer because <laughs> that he's, he is that mentality, shove it up your butt, let's go, let's get after this type guy. Not a better guy to have in charge that if, if you're going to try to get the most out of people. And they do. they got a great staff over there. You heard him obviously talk about Rick Strickland, who I've talked about at length, and then you hear him talk about um, you know Ryan Huck, Danny Chambliss, two other guys that I think the world of over there as well. And Uh, We'll probably have both of them on at some juncture, too. So, again, folks, uh, the message today, really what I was trying to get across is as you prepare and you move into your season, there's a rhyme or reason for why the people that really know what they're doing have you do what they do. Don't always scoff your nose at it. Don't always turn your head and say this is silly, Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's no reason for it. Uh, These guys have a reason for what they do. You know, now, I enjoy the conversations, and since I know them, I probably get to have more than the average person. But in the end, what it really comes down to is what they're finding more and more about these kids when they play this game of baseball is they need – and this is probably a product of what we, and I say we with quotes, we've done to kids is we've roboted them, we've mechanicked them to death to where we've taken away their athleticism because you can't do this and you got to do this and you can't do that and da-da-da-da-da. It seems like everything I see is they're trying to bring back athleticism while also trying to fix flaws within the game. So, therefore, embrace it, learn about it, try to become more educated with it, follow guys like this, and realize that at the end of the day, I've said this a thousand times over, athletes play. And if you're a coach of a young team and you're not incorporating some sort of athletic training into what you're doing, you are doing yourself a disservice. 
when we started doing a 30-minute dynamic warm-up before practices and games where we were moving athletically with our body and doing some stuff, I had some parents think we were nuts. But I'm telling you, now that the kids are older and they're doing it, they realize that we gave our kids a little bit of a head start. And, again, it wasn't anything I came up with. It was somebody smarter than me saying, you really better start thinking about this. So we tried to do it in an effort to prepare them for whatever was next for them. And that's ultimately what some of these guys do. They're great at it, and we're very, very uh, lucky to have at our at our fingertips guys like Brett Huber. So thank you for him for being on. Uh, Old Miss, obviously one of the better baseball programs in the country and just a historic program. And if you really want to watch some fun, just Google Old Miss baseball. Uh, it's amazing. It really is. And, and it's, it is, I mean, let's face it, it's SEC baseball at its finest. So thank you to Brett Huber for being on today. All right, time to go now to my friend and yours, the one, the only, Kurt McNabb with his Dirtbag Baseball Nation Rope Report. And, of course, the Rope Report is always brought to you by theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So check out theropetrainer.com today. Let's see what our man Kurt McNabb has for us from Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Take it away, Kurt. Thanks, Jim. Hello, Dirtbags, and welcome to this week's episode of the Rope Report. I'm Kirk McNabb for anyone who may be a first-time listener to Youth Baseball Talk and the Rope Report. Whether you're new to us or one of our trusted followers and members of the nation, it's always great to have you with us, and I hope you enjoy what I have to say today. As you know, I've been talking about building your own or your team's culture for the last several weeks, and today I want to get right into it with my last comments on it before I get back to pitching next week. This week, it's all about being 100% committed to your culture. We talk about being committed as coaches or parents with our children and players, but we never truly explain why we expect and need commitment from them. I also see a lot of parents, coaches, and organizations not live up to or follow through on their own commitments after they've laid them out. Both of these will help propel your child, your players, your organization forward positively if explained and live routinely, But if you don't explain or show your commitment routinely, you are destined to fail. Simple as that. There's no use sugarcoating it, and that's what happens. Let's face it, we always use excuses. Like, I didn't have the time. It's because of this or that. You didn't do it, so why should I? You didn't ask me to or tell me to. Really? Stop making those excuses and start committing to yourself, your team, family, and whatever else truly matters to you. It's not up to someone else. It's up to you. This needs to start right from when you start playing, whether that's four years old or 15 years old or anywhere in between. If you learn to commit to yourself and your culture on a daily basis, your overall overall life potential is unlimited because ultimately you aren't putting or setting any limits on yourself which is how you need to be living. For all you naysayers out there who are saying, Kirk's being unrealistic. I can't do that daily. It's just simply not possible. Let me tell you, you're wrong. You have free choice every day, so you can sit around and do nothing. But I'm telling you right now, the world keeps moving with or without you, and it's an amazing world when you're moving with it, or better yet, positively moving with it. Your life will change, and ultimately, playing, watching, or coaching this amazing game of baseball will change with it. It will become fun. 
It will become exciting and it will be a huge part of your culture as well. That's my promise to you. So stop sitting around doing nothing and let's get up, get after it, and get dirty while we're doing it. As a matter of fact, I want you all to send me photos, videos, emails of you, your teams, or entire organizations getting dirty. And tell me what your culture is and how you're committing to it. Send them to info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. That's info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. Because Braden, Nolan, and I want to see them. And we love reading all about what you're doing. If you're okay with us posting them on our Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter pages, then tell us in your email and include us on your posts and we will share them. That's what this is all about. You can find us at Dirtbag Baseball Nation on Facebook and Instagram or at DBAGBSB Nation on Twitter. Now, just like you have to be committed to your culture, you need to be committed to your arm health and more importantly, your body health when throwing and pitching in the game of baseball if you want any chance at reaching your desires and goals. We know that. You all know I'm all in on the rope trainer and how it can build your mechanics, arm strength, and force you to use your entire body when you use it correctly. I use it personally before I throw BP as part of my throwing program with the players that we work with as well as for player development or parent and coach clinics that we run through Dirtbag Baseball Nation or with teams or organizations that bring us in to run their clinics for them. The bottom line is, the rope trainer is the best throwing buddy out there for obvious reasons. But it doesn't matter if you just say you want to get better but aren't committed to getting better. If you want to keep playing at a higher level, each state, or sorry, at the higher levels at each stage of your life, then you better start committing to being better all around. Because I'm telling you right now, coaches really don't have the time to babysit you in high school. It's crybabies or sneaky parents that keep you on the team. They 100%, speaking about coaches, 100% won't babysit you at the college level, sneaky parent or not, and you won't even get a sniff at becoming a pro, even if you do have some physical talent. Again, your choice, I'm just providing the reality for you because I actually would like to see you succeed to your fullest potential as a player, a coach, or an organization. So, if you're looking to get the rope trainer, you can go to www.theropetrainer.com to get your own. And if you don't already have one, or sorry, if you don't already have one, and get started on committing to a healthy, strong, and mechanically sound arm, I guarantee it. I've been on it for well over a year now, as everybody knows, and I, I, I just, I live by it. And the reality is, though, you do have to be committed to it. I'm not going to make excuses. It's just common sense. So if you're not committed, don't do it. But if you're really committed to becoming a better player, then get after it and get your rope trainer and start using it. Remember, be sure to enter Dirtbag in the number five. That's Dirtbag in the number five at checkout so they know you heard about it here on the Rope Report. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And next week on the Rope Report, I'm going to be talking about location versus velocity. That's right. 
location versus velocity. In the meantime, get your mind right, get your arm right, get your commitment right, so that all you want to do is be a dirtbag who gets up, gets after it, and gets dirty. Great stuff as always. Uh, again, you guys can see why I love him so much. He's great at what he does. The passion is there. And again, make sure you check out Kirk. Is again, um, he's he's doing some amazing stuff with the mental preparation that's involved within this game of baseball, especially pitchers. So make sure you check out Kirk McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation. And of course, thanks once again to all of our friends, Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, John Smoltz, and the whole gang over at The Rope Trainer. Check it out, theropetrainer.com. Okay, let's go to another one of the trainers. And you heard uh, Brett talk about Rick Strickland being one of the best in the Midwest and maybe one of the best in the country. Uh, the gang up in Chicago that Rick does work with, and they, they, they do a lot of stuff together. And it's amazing how good minds get together and figure things out. You know, the gang up at Elite Baseball up in Chicago with, uh, of course, uh, Justin Stone, who you hear from weekly. Justin's out this week, and his main man, Travis uh, Kerber, took over for us this week with their EliteBaseball.TV training tip of the week. Take it away, Travis. This is Travis Kerber with Elite Baseball's Tip of the Week. This time of year, workloads change, so it's important that you monitor what your workload is so you can establish when you are going to push harder and when you need to pull back. This is very evident, especially when you look at the high school age demographic. You've got a lot of high school kids that are coming off a hard, heavy lifting season or coming off playing another sport that are now jumping into baseball with baseball tryouts starting this week and in the next couple weeks to come. When baseball tryouts start for high school, they will be working on baseball skills six days a week as they progress towards the beginning of their season. What this means is additional throwing for a lot of these athletes. When you're in practice six days a week, you are apparently going to be throwing typically around two bullpens a week followed with some sort of positional throwing. Also, for a lot of these athletes that are still doing some stuff on the side with instructors or with their travel teams as well. As you're amping up your workload from the throwing standpoint, it's going to require more recovery. It's going to recover more time for your body to recover. So it's really important this time of year that you really pay attention to what your recovery process is and understanding your body's feels. If your body feels fatigued, if it feels sore, it's trying to tell you to pull back, meaning take a little bit more time before your next intentful throwing or take some time off from throwing till your body feels like it's getting back to where it should be. But it's also important this time of year, if you're an athlete that's starting to cut back from some of your lifting or you're now out of another sport that has now ended and your body is feeling fresh, that you learn to push through so you can continue to achieve and get where you're trying to go. Meaning if I feel strong because I haven't thrown with intent for the last few days and my workouts in the weight room have not been fatiguing me, I would then push harder in a throwing session because my body will be able to withstand more before I'm going to start to break down or fatigue. This also holds true for youth athletes. Youth athletes are now beginning their training season some have already started with their travel teams, but as you come into a lot of the city leagues, we'll be starting their practices up here in the next month or so. Their throwing schedule might go from throwing zero days a week to also throwing three days a week. So it's incredibly important as a youth athlete that you also monitor how much you're throwing, how much time you have between your throwing, and what the intensity of your throwing is. Your body will always be your best feedback. 
It'll tell you when it's time to speed up or when it's time to slow down. Learn to listen to those signals so you can better establish a routine for yourself. And as always, make sure as you're going through your throwing process that you do adequate arm warm-up, which include um, J-bands and proper stretching and movement patterning. And also make sure that you're doing recovery, which may be, again, going through your J-band system or going through some sort of um, heavy ball catch um, to work on decelerator, decelerator strength to help recover from your throwing session. Best of luck as your seasons begin. This has been Travis with Elite Baseball's Tip of the Week. Great stuff as always from my man Travis. And again, I love all that gang up there. They do such a great job. Gives me a good excuse to take my kid up to, to Chicago and work with them from time to time to get a different set of eyes on him. And he just loves going up there and loves what they do. So special thanks to all the gang up at Elite Baseball. Make sure you're checking out EliteBaseball.tv. I promise you it'll help you with your preparation, your training, anything you may need, whether you're a coach, a trainer, a parent, or a player. Check out EliteBaseball.tv today. All right, time for our last segment and our newest member to the team, Dirk Dembrowski, as he represents uh, Precision Impact. You're going to want to check out PrecisionImpact.ca. Remember, very streamlined, automated business. They outsource all their warehousing and shipping to third-party logistics company. That's how they keep their prices down. Okay, Uh, no doubt about it. They focus on very few products. It means they can dedicate more time into the design and support of those products. Okay, they love constructive criticism. So if you're finding something within a product that will help you better with your training, make sure you contact them again. You're going to want to check out precisionimpact.ca. In 2018, they're building their community through Facebook and YouTube channels. Okay, you can ask questions directly, anything training related and get direct feedback from Dirk. Uh, They have a lot of coaches involved in this, so make sure you check them out there as well. And now, for a limited time only, you too can receive a discount at precisionimpact.ca on their wonderful products. When you check out, you're going to use the code YouthBaseballTalk and receive an additional 10% off. So make sure you check out precisionimpact.ca today for some of the best training tools on the market. All right, let's hear from my man Dirk Dembrowski this week. Take it away, pal. Hey everybody and welcome to Precision Impact. This is Dirk and today we're just going to discuss something that is extremely undervalued but a a very important necessity to the game and that's our pre-game routine and I'm talking about not necessarily at the game five minutes before the game starts but I'm talking hours and hours before the game even starts. What are the things that you're doing to help contribute towards having a successful game that day? Now it defines itself as relating to the period of time before an athletic competition. So some of the things that um, I like to try to reiterate to some of my athletes is about getting and being prepared before the game. Now that can can consist of a lot of different things. Primarily, in my opinion, it can consist of, are you hydrating yourself properly? Are you eating at the right times? Are you doing those small things to fuel your body to be able to perform at the highest level? Now something even more in depth to that could be being prepared through having the right equipment, not forgetting a piece of your clothing, not forgetting your spikes or not forgetting your glove. Too many times I've coached kids or I've seen kids forget pivotal points of their um, uniform simply because they're just not prepared enough. Now, if, if you're prepared, you're not forgetting anything. You're thinking day in advance, two days in advance. Your uniform is spotless. Your, sh- your pants and shoes are shined. As you get to the higher levels, those things are just expected. Those aren't, um, you're not gonna get a pat on the back for them. Those are to be expected at the very least. Now, the next thing after being prepared is visualizing the kind of success you wanna have that day. Now, if you are a pitcher, you might be visualizing the ball coming out of your hand and it going past them as they swing, or maybe you are visualizing ground balls or pop-outs, or perhaps you're visualizing the final out of the game that you're still throwing. 
Now, visualizing can be a very powerful tool because when we, when we can visualize before it happens, we can then do, take steps and back engineer plans to make it come true. So if you're a hitter, you might be visualizing success and hitting the ball where you want it to, in which case your pregame routine is going to consist of trying to hit that ball that way off a tee or on soft toss or front toss. So when you can visualize, maybe your parents are driving you to the game, you're driving yourself to the game. Um, I want you visualizing the types of things that you want to see happen that day. The next part after that is relaxed and being focused at the field. So now we've talked about getting ready, being prepared, fueling our bodies, making sure we have all our components, visualizing success. And once you get to the field, you want to be relaxed and focused. If you're, if you're late and you're anxious and you're rushed, that's a, a little bit of a how you're going to play the game, Rel uh, uh, tense and anxious. But if you can show up on time at the right time that's perfect for you, coach is going to give you a minimum time to show up at, but maybe you need a little bit more. So you're showing up a few minutes before that so that you can just relax and get focused. Some of the components to that might be listening to music. Myself, personally, I couldn't listen to music because I liked hearing all the sounds uh, of people playing catch and people hitting the ball and just the sounds of baseball. It helped relax me and get me focused. Maybe it's playing a game. You know, when, when the timing is right to play a game of flip or two ball with your, with your teammates to get relaxed once you've done a lot of the other things to get prepared. Um, discussing today's game plan. Maybe it's with another teammate. Maybe um, two middle infielders get together and they want to talk a little bit about the plan today. Maybe they want to talk about the other team. Maybe they're going to talk about uh, pitch counts or maybe their approach at the plate. Or maybe you're going to talk to a coach specifically and say, hey coach, um, and you want to discuss a little bit about the game plan. What kinds of things can you help contribute towards a win for that day? Uh, discussing the, uh, the, other, uh, the opposing team. Maybe they're a power hitters. Maybe they're fast throwers. Maybe they're a running team. When you can talk about what's about to happen, you can prepare for it. So if they're a fast running team, everybody should know that, you know, to expect them to steal bases. If they're a power hitting team, to position your players in the outfield accordingly. You know, if they're a fa fast throwing team, to have really good approaches at the plate, to be prepared for a ball that's going to be challenging you. Um, reviewing your approach, you know, every time you might know it, but it's important to know it through and through and to know with that day, maybe it's going to change for your approach to the plate. Maybe it's your approach as a fielder, you know, maybe it's your approach as an outfielder. Very important. Um, ground balls and fly balls. Now, now we're getting into the physical aspects of things a little bit. Now it's important to know the environment that you're playing at. If it's your home field, you probably know it pretty well. If you're playing it in a wave field, it's very important to, to not just go and take fly balls anywhere, but try to, try to really get a feel for whether you're in left field, center field, or right field um, without necessarily intruding on the other team. But it's important to really know the length of the grass, know the elevation or uh, the terrain that you're going to be running on. Know whether that field has a warning track or not. Know um, the kind of impact you're going to have if you hit the fence. All these things are going to contribute towards having more success. What's the dirt like on the infield? What is the mound like? What is the batter's box like? What are all these things like? When, when you know a little bit more, again, we've talked about in the past, with the more information that you have, you can make better informed decisions. If the grass is really loose, you might not get the traction you need to be able to take an extra base. So all these things are going to contribute to you finding more success. Now, throwing routine. This is something um, that I hold very important to me because as a pitcher, it's something pivotal. Uh, whether I'm playing that day or not, my throwing routine is going to help me stay extremely relaxed. 
It's going to get me very focused and my partner and I can start getting very competitive. Now you're going to have that, you know, that typical guy that you're going to throw with on a regular basis. And if you guys have a really good routine together, that might be how you get relaxed. That might be also how you get extremely focused, working on key things, working on quick hands, make working on release, working on a feeling of throwing the ball extremely smooth and extremely comfortably. And then your warm up being dynamic or static. We'll get into another video some other time to discuss dynamic and static stretching, but this is a really key important too. You can use this as part of your relaxation. You can part, use it part of as time to visualize. Your warm up is crucial to how your game is going to be executed. If you warm up relaxed, focused, um, all those things, components that we've talked about, you're going to notice that you're going to start that very first pitch of the game. You are going to be laser focused in, and hopefully if you're fueled properly and you're focused properly, you're going to be able to continue that right through to the very end of the game. Now, all these components, there's probably a lot more we can discuss, but these are some of the ones that I held dear to myself. Now, if you guys have any more that you'd like to add to this, leave a comment down below, contact us, or give us some tips and tips for the next video you'd like to see out of us. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for checking out our video. If you're a coach or athlete who wants to improve your game, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page so that you can stay up to date with the latest coaching tips, training techniques, and baseball information. Also, if you're looking for professional quality baseball training equipment, check out our website at precisionimpact.ca. We sell a variety of training tools such as plow balls, weighted baseballs, resistance bands, heavy hitting baseballs, and much more. Not only do we have the best prices and warranties, but we also have amazing customer service and free shipping for orders over $25. So come check us out at precisionimpact.ca and start making an impact in your baseball career. Great stuff as always. And again, I'm proud to have them a member of our segment team. Uh, I love the energy that Dirk brings. I love what he brings to the game of baseball. Uh, again, you can't hear enough from enough good people to make you think, okay, I need to check this out. I, you know, I always wonder what somebody like Dirk or Brett, our guest today, or Travis Kerber or Justin Stone or or, or Kurt McNabb or any of these guys, John Smoltz. I mean, what, you always wonder what it is they may say that may pique someone's interest, that may spark the interest, that may get the fire going. You always wonder what it is about it that allows people to the want to to get better. So again, that's why I love having all these voices on here, and we just try to bring them to you on a consistent basis. So again, thanks to Dirk Dombrowski and all the gang over at Precision Impact. Don't forget PrecisionImpact.ca. Don't forget your coupon code Youth Baseball Talk. Receive an additional ten percent off. It's going to do it for us here this week on Youth Baseball Talk. I want to thank our guest Brett Huber from St. Louis Pirates Baseball and Old Miss uh, alum, as he uh, as he loves the program and. Uh, you know, he wears it like a badge of honor. Um, if you're going to do it, you're going to want to do it Old Miss style. So make sure you, you, you check out Brett and you check out that great baseball program up at Old Miss. Uh, special thanks again to Kurt McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation. And of course, uh, our weekly contributors, Justin Stone, Travis Kerber, and Dirk Dembrowski. Uh, couldn't do the show without all of our wonderful uh, companies that stand behind us, theropetrainer.com, of course, precisionimpact.ca, elitebaseball.tv, uh, again, uh, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, all you guys are tremendous. Thank you so much. Don't forget to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Find us on social media, uh, very simple, at Podcast Baseball. Our big ass, go to Youth Baseball Talk on Facebook. Simply type in Youth Baseball Talk in the search bar. Like our Facebook page. Invite all your friends involved in this wonderful game to like it as well. Uh, find us at lineupmedia.fm. Happy to have you guys part of the, uh, the entertainment value that they have over there. They take it very serious. You're going to enjoy it as well. I promise you. So check them out. No doubt about it. You're going to love it. Lineupmedia.fm, especially when your radio comes out. I can't wait for it. 
producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, everything they do for us. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I'll see you guys next week as we move another week closer to the start of the season. So I leave you with a let's go, fellas. Time to play ball. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.